to a great start. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul Bookman. That's Espo. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? I just realized I was accidentally doing the finger guns when we started, and I will be sp- suspended like John Morant, so I'm going to stop that. Oh, boy. Right. Well, you did just do it two more times as you were explaining what you were sorry, doing. Sorry, Mr. Adam Silver. I will stop. Right. Are finger guns bad? I mean, in as celebrations in the league, I think they'll give you a tech for it sometimes. Didn't Mikhail do that all season? What is this? No, that, no that's, that's just three fingers. Three fingers. Three fingers. Yeah. What the but fuck you think he's pointing like at? Separated. Yeah, it's a yeah, little different. Just, 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 uh, he literally pointed it at people. <laughs> it's a little. I don't know, but I know they have given texts for some of them. I think it depends on like maybe are you specifically pointing at somebody? How detailed do you get with your charades? I don't know. <sighs> well, guys. We have so many more new rumors to discuss today. Rumors Um, on rumors on rumors. Let's start with the three newsbreakers from last night (laughs) and just uh, see if we can piece together this puzzle, right? Let's start with the Woj tweet. Woj said, ESPN sources, the Phoenix Suns are advancing four coaches to meet for interviews in the coming days. He named Nick Nurse, Doc Rivers, Kings associate head coach Jordy Fernandez, and Suns associate head coach Kevin Young. Okay. Four names. Mm, Then that is four. Yes. We got a tweet from Shams and Shams said sources. The Phoenix Suns have narrowed their head, their head coaching search to five finalists. He named Nick Nurse, Frank Vogel, Doc Rivers, King's assistant, Jordy Fernandez and Suns assistant, Kevin Young. Is Frank Vogel giving us a hint here, though? He's holding up four fingers. Is he saying this report's wrong? Maybe. Could it be? According to Chris B. Haynes, who we got after these two tweets, though, Phoenix has yet to reach final stage of interviewing (laughs) candidates for its head coaching vacancy and are expected to meet with Milwaukee associate head coach Charles Lee and Golden State assistant Kenny Atkinson. Sources tell them. Sources tell me the Phoenix Suns are, in fact, looking for a new head coach and they plan to sign one before training camp. I think your source is correct, technically speaking. So this is a lot to unpack here, okay? Um, First and foremost, I do want to put out there that uh, Dwayne Rankin and Gambo have both confirmed Frank Vogel is in the mix per their sources locally. Did Dwayne? I read the article and it felt like he was rehashing everything that came up last night because it included the tweets and everything. Yeah, but it, it does say, like he says, specifically the Suns have five finalists, Nick Nurse, Frank Vogel, Doc Rivers, Sacramento Kings assistant Jordy Fernandez and Suns associate head coach Kevin Young for their head coaching job. Sources confirmed Tuesday night to the Republic. Okay. So that to me sounds like they reached out to their sources, whether they're the same sources or not remains to be seen. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole, (laughs) but per the people they reached out to or persons or whatever, um, the Republic sources confirmed that Frank Vogel's in the mix. Do you remember rumors in high school where they started one way oh, man. and then they made their way through the school and they like ended a game of telephone? Way? I kind of feel like this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Some age, it's just like, yeah, I'm going to throw out this name too. This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> this whole thing is just so damn dumb. Like, you have three people with three different freaking stories and three different, you know, scenarios of how this is all playing out. Nobody knows shit. Nobody knows anything. Oh, this is so annoying. Okay. Chris, Crispy Haynes, yeah, I said Crispy. 
is is the guy that I think they may have screwed on purpose because That's his mean. Isaiah Thomas thing that came out right after Ishbia was, and That's he had to true. walk it back. Maybe they screwed with him a bit on this one. Okay, here's my thing. Can we just have a little bit of fun off the yes. top here? Put on Let's the tinfoil hat. Yes. It would appear to me as though there are a handful of different scenarios going on behind the scenes. Either James Jones or Matt Ishbia is trying to figure out who is giving information to who inside their front office. Or James Jones is giving information to one, Ishbia is giving information to the other, and a third party is giving information to the third. Or maybe there's like a little bit of feuding going on in there. And so one's leaking this and one's leaking that to throw somebody off the scent. Yeah, we got a rat. You see a rat. Am I out of pocket for that? Uh, uh, no, I look. He's I, out of pocket for that. <laughs> voice. Never seen a, what was a, a mob movie. A 30s mob. Oh. We got a rat. You see a rat. <laughs> I think they think they got a rat. <laughs> leaking information. Nah, see. You see? Nah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Like there we go. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Who do I think is spoke to me? I think it's all three, honestly. I, mean, I, I think all three are just creating chaos. I mean, I listen, I think it would not I would not push it past anybody, especially listen, if I bought the Phoenix Suns, okay? or if any one of you bought the Phoenix Suns, you're going to want to do things your way. Mm -hmm. And if you put out information or you say things in a meeting and then you find out it got leaked to the media, at some point you're going to be like, all right, Who's leaking who the who fuck what? is doing this, yeah. right? Um, which I think is fair. Whether that's James Jones or if it's Matt Ishbia or somebody around in that room uh, some way, I, I, I'm okay with it. Uh, I think that there is some validity to what you're saying. I don't even think that's tinfoil hat. I think that they're just like, let's throw three sh three things out there and see which one actually gets traction because I I have a feeling we're gonna find out who our 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 narc is. Is there is there another option where James Jones actually thinks they're in a different position right now uh, in in terms of the in terms of the search and Matt Ishbia thinks they're in in a different spot in this search so like i mean i listen, hope it's not that but. i would like to think it's not that but it, at this point being having been a son's man for a while and i know it's a new regime but still it wouldn't shock me is isaiah thomas somewhere off uh in the you know in, in some hotel here in phoenix conducting his own interviews uh, you know, what, what is going on well you know you mentioned isaiah thomas and zero dark 30 in the chat said keep laughing about isaiah thomas somehow he always gets into a position of power here's the thing we might be joking about isaiah thomas but i don't think anybody in here doesn't think that isaiah thomas has some sort of influence mm -hmm. at the very least no. when it comes to the Suns right now he, he may not have does. a specific title within that organization but you know he is being talked to he's been asked his opinion on things like him and matt ishbia are like bffs basically of course they're gonna have those conversations it's just to what degree is what's in question well, and they're not hiding it either no they sat next to each other when he was right next to ishbia when Jokic elbowed him they're not yeah. hiding it i Isaiah Thomas has a role within this organization, whether people are going to admit it or not, or if it's going to be an official, you know, um, title or not. Like he has, apparently he has some pull, some kind of way 
uh, with with this organization. I I don't. Based on his history, I'm not on board with it because he hadn't done shit. Like the guy has not accomplished a damn thing in his entire NBA career post playing. Not a thing. Not as a coach. Not as an executive. Not as a president of basketball operations. Not in New York. Not in Toronto. Not in Indiana. Like you go down the list. He hasn't done anything. So why this guy would have that much pull in this organization is beyond me because what what advice could he possibly be giving you that is worth listening to based on his track record? Hey, I, I don't agree with you. Okay. He bought this, the Continental Basketball Association for $10 million and, then and it. ran it into bankruptcy. <laughs> That's something. And then he also uh, bailed out the Suns by taking, uh, what was it, Stefan Marbury's and Penny Hardaway's contracts so they could sign Steve Nash. So he accomplished two things. It just wasn't in help of uh the places he was employed at again i just i mean it could be a tax write-off i, I guess the, the one thing that i'm going to go to the absolute mat for okay. is that and this is no pun intended to matt ishbia but we all want to know that we have competent leadership ownership in our organization okay um when you start when you start parading a guy like Isaiah Thomas around, that immediately creates doubt within the fan base and with that, within people um, that have seen Isaiah operate at different levels. And you got to be careful with that. Right now, as a Suns fan, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, do these guys know what they're doing? Because this isn't the answer. You know what I mean? Like, in, in, obviously, you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt until everything works out Moving and you see how everything way. plays out, okay? I think they started off great with the Kevin Durant trade, um, and and they, they're not afraid to make moves. But I I just want to caution the, the, the movement of this organization moving forward when you start doing things and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of harmony. One is Ishbia pulling the, the ropes. Is it J James Jones? Is it Isaiah Thomas behind the scenes? Like, that's the confusion that I do not like because I want to know that this, we have a solid foundation in terms of who is making these decisions, to which nobody can honestly say 100% it's this guy or this guy. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, but I think Ishbia probably has a, a group of people helping advise him as well because he's very close with Tom Izzo as well a well-respected basketball mind uh, you know so i'm my hope is if he is listening to outside voices like isaiah thomas there are multiple outside voices he's listening to uh and saying okay here's what i'm thinking what are your thoughts and i also still think this is a feeling out process with james jones if, if he doesn't think uh you know his seat's hot i i think he's probably in the wrong mindset i think his seat will remain hot for a while but so but but like i feel like that's the most unfair of hot seats right like if ishbia is the one that's pulling you know making all the moves and making all the decisions and J you're not really letting james jones do any of that then you might as well just get rid of him now oh, i'm not saying uh, yeah but that, I think that, that wouldn't that, look good right? like optics you have to have i mean a because what's his role if that's not the case i think that's been overblown it's probably groupthink right now which also isn't the greatest thing in the world but what I think Ishby is doing is he's involved because he wants to know how James Jones operates. He wants to to know what this guy thinks from a basketball perspective because he inherited him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know the way he operates in an offseason, and he probably wants to see it. And ultimately, just like with the disgraced former owner, 
Matt Ishpia has the final say. He signs the damn checks. So anybody that gets offered a contract, Matt Ishbia's got to approve it. So I think that's more of what's going on than Matt Ishbia has put James Jones in a broom closet and he's taken everything. Right. So Jam Paul in the chat said, you guys complained when Sarver was here and you complain when Ishbia is here. And those are two totally different conversations robert sarver was a whole can of worms that if you want to know all of that go back and watch the shows from them we're not going to rehash those out but when it comes to for, to matt ishbia i i don't think that we're upset with matt ishbia at all at this point i think there are just things that based off of the previous regime you can point to and be like those kind of seem similar and we just want to keep an eye on it to make sure that it's not the same thing as far as who is making the final decisions. Yes, Matt Ishbia 100% should and deserves to be in the conversation in those rooms, but it's a slippery slope based off of what we saw with Robert Sarver, where he was vetoing things in those rooms, where he was telling people, no, you're drafting this person instead of that person. And that's where things get a little bit scary. And I think we're just keeping an eye on it. We're not saying Matt Ishbia is that or isn't that. It's just... Again, we're trying to, we've given the benefit of the doubt still, but we're keeping an eye on how things are progressing because there's a lot of change that's happening. I am, I, I want to be also very, very clear. I am not really on the anti-Matt Ishbia shtick at all, a million percent, not even close. I'm more of like, I don't want Isaiah Thomas to have a big role within this organization. That's the one thing. I, don't, I think Matt Ishbia is doing exactly what I would be doing if I was the owner. Like I want, I want control over my organization. I want to know who's doing what and how they're doing it. I want to know all the details because I haven't been around these people ever before. And so it's absolutely within his, his purview to be able to do all this. And that I have no issue with that. The moves and it, hell, if he wants to make the moves, he wants to make the call in the room, go for it. It's your organization. I don't really care. The Isaiah Thomas thing to me, because of his track record and what he's done and all the other allegations that, uh, that are accompanying it. Like, you kind of just left something that was similar to some degree previously with Sarver. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to bring that back in? And everybody had a, a, a very significant reaction when it was rumored that Isaiah Thomas was going to be a part of the organization. So, you know, listen, it's not just it's not just about Matt Ishbia in this regard at all. No. Um, it, to me, it's all about Isaiah Thomas, and I just don't want him to be and part of this. It's just coming from a place of caring for, one, we all put – so much time and effort into this team and this organization that we love watching and rooting for. And a lot of us know people in that building and even the people who don't know people in that building, you still have a level of hope and desire that they have a healthy, good working place. Yeah. And let me, that's all. And we're not saying that it's not, I'm, I'm just saying I'm pro Matt Ishbia. His move that he supposedly had the influence on was getting Kevin Durant. I'm not going to bemoan anybody from, for getting, uh, a superstar, and I got to see how the rest of this plays out. I understand the concern with Isaiah Thomas, but if he doesn't have an official role in this organization, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna panic because if I was a billionaire that just bought the Suns and I happened to know Charles Barkley because I grew up idolizing him, you damn right I'd be asking Charles Barkley what he thought about things because I had a previous relationship there. And the Isaiah Thomas stuff, I, I get his track record as a coach and and running organizations. But if you look into some of the New York Knicks stuff, supposedly his part in the lawsuit was because Stefan Marbury was having a sexual relationship 
with an intern and he got in, involved wrapped into the lawsuit because he was the coach and they said he didn't have organizational control. So there's all sorts of factors and I get it and that's not a defense of Isaiah Thomas in any way, but there you know there's just a lot of facts and things with it. I don't want him a part of the organization, but I'm not going to freak out until he has a title in the organization. Yeah. All right. Well, we got way off yeah. track there. So let's get back into coaching updates. But first, it is Wednesday. If you haven't logged into your BetMGM app, make sure you do that to claim your bonus bet that is on the house. All you have to do is log in and you will automatically receive a bonus bet. It does expire after 72 hours to so make sure that you use it sooner rather than later. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you do that and use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, as long as you're using that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details, and now you can listen to Shane talk about the dis- Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. And listen, we all know NBA basketball is starting to slow down a little bit. We don't have games every single night on the NBA side of things anymore. But there are still a lot of really great things that you can watch out there on Fubo TV. They have 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, news, and more. It is fantastic. They also have 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. I am absolutely loving Fubo TV. Because I think it's one of the easiest apps, like for mobile phones, than all of the other streaming services combined. Like I am always, I always have Fubo TV up on my phone while I'm doing other things, just watching shows, sports, games, whatever it may be on Fubo TV. It's honestly, like I'm being for real for real when I say this, I think it's my favorite streaming site. For real, for real. Yeah, yeah I like it a lot too. I just hope they don't go the HBO Max route. And, and make drop, you download too. Dro- well, no, drop drop uh, part of the name because you know fu isn't a good streaming app i mean so, yeah. I, I might get on board with that <laughs> one. but i i love it and i can watch my baseball i can watch yes. everything I, I love fubo TV. you can watch your favorite sports or shows with fubo tv and if you use the link in the description of the show to sign up you'll get 15 percent off your first month of fubo pro so make sure you check it out all right let's talk about some of the names that were listed in all of these reports obviously we got to kind of take everything with a grain of salt, but we're going to pick a couple to discuss, okay? Oh, where's the trash can so I can throw up at some of these names? First and foremost, we're going to talk about Kevin Young because he seems to be a very hot name on the market right now. And Bill Simmons thinks he might be the guy for the job. Can I tell you who's going to get the sun strap? Who do you hear? From the producers of I Told You Bronny Was Going to USC six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Kevin Young. Oh, okay. So they're going to hire their assistant from their own staff. My question is, what's the Nick Nurse destination? Mm, I think I because think it's we already be lost Milwaukee. Houston. Milwaukee. Quinn right? Snyder's off the table. He's in Atlanta. So you think Milwaukee? 
Yeah, I think so. I think Nick Nurse is the type of coach that the Bucks. The question is that the Bucks give it to Nurse, but the amount of adjustments he makes, he's a micromanager. That's what a Giannis-led team needs. It's the kind of the opposite of Budenholzer, who is great at setting a foundation and. Okay. Yeah, we don't care about the Bucks. So Bill Simmons thinks it's going to be Kevin Young. What do you guys think? I, I tend to agree. I've come like I don't know that it's the right hire. I'm not saying I'm necessarily in that camp, but I start connecting dots and I think we get there, right? Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh and part of it is Devin Booker and he had a quote uh that he said earlier this year, uh, he can do stuff on the court and he's a mastermind with the Xs and Os and a game scouting and knowing teams. So having the balance of both has been a big boost for my career. Talking about Kevin Young, right? Uh, to the, me, the balance of both was he talking about like the mentorship, the leadership from Monty, yeah. and then the X's and O's from Kevin Young. Yep, and okay. he loves it. I talked to two uh, players who have played for Kevin Young at various times. Uh, basically, they said he is great with the players. He's an amazing offensive coach, uh, and just a lot of praise. Uh, the other uh, player said. Uh, that they love Kevin, a great guy and a great coach. A lot of people liked him around the team, works hard, and his game plans and attention to detail are flawless. Wow. So you start looking at it, and I really feel like Kevin Young is the leader in the clubhouse here with the players liking him. We're hearing all sorts of names, but I feel like <laughs> we're going to hear in about a week we're really happy uh, to welcome Kevin Young as our head coach after an exhaustive search where we talked to, you know, dozens of coaches, including ones with championship experience. We feel Kevin is the guy to take us to the promised land and win a championship here with Ke uh, with Devin Booker uh, and Kevin Durant. I just don't know enough about Kevin Young to really make an assertion of whether he should or should not be the coach. And I think it's, I think it's wildly unfair of a lot of people to sit there and say no or yes based on nothing. Like you, I, I like, like Espo talked to players, and that's so now he's he's created his own thought about whether or not he thinks it's worthy, and that's cool. But for a lot of us who have not talked to players, who have not talked to anybody that really knows anything behind the scenes outside of maybe a couple quotes here and there, like I, again, like does a quote do it for you? Like I don't know. I don't know. Like I want to know I want to know how he is in the in the heat of the moment. Can he draw up stuff, you know, to kind of take advantage of this this and this and from every from from your account, yes he can, but again, I just I don't know. I just don't know. I've also heard he's very fiery. Uh so uh, polar opposite to Monty where he'll he get won't on be you. afraid to get on players or get on on refs and these kind of things. Again, I'm not claiming I, I think sure. that, that he's the guy. I just, based on, I'm just connecting a lot of dots. And when you hear these kind of things, I feel like this may have been set up for Kevin Young to take this. Think about it, too. The assistant coaches were never fired. Only Monty was relieved of his duties. Well, typically, that's pretty normal, though, is it until not? Until the new coach comes in. Until the new coach comes staff. in yeah. and they get to make the decisions. Yeah, I just... And you got some good quality assistant coaches on that staff. And if you're even if you're the new coach, you're not necessarily going to come in and, and clean, clean house. house. Yeah. Like Mark Bryan is a very good coach. Like he's mm -hmm. done a really good job. Um, Every in the past, single so. big yeah. man speaks so highly of Mark. Yeah, Bryan, Jared so. Jack on that yeah. staff. There's a lot of 
Good name. Do you know what I think we may see is Kevin Young as a head coach and maybe a guy like Frank Vogel that came kind of out of nowhere in these interviews as a lead veteran assistant maybe, and they're, they're getting to know him, and maybe that's the offer they make to him because he's the name that came out of nowhere, kind of was a surprise last night, wasn't in Woj's original report Mm -hmm. so maybe that's kind of the thinking here and that's pure speculation that's not on any sourcing but i just feel like we're headed in that direction so here's Uh, oh sorry real quick before you get to that point there's a comment just above um from triple b that says i can't think of a rookie head coach winning a championship in their first year um i i can think of one um it was because of an injury but it was paul westfall with the lakers he won a championship well paul westhead sorry uh that first year didn't <clears throat> didn't uh, Pat Riley with the Lakers? Pat too? Riley, yep. Didn't did Steve Kerr win his first year? Oh, he did win his first year. He did win. Was his first Nick year. Nurse's first year when they won? Ooh, um, I thought that was it, the it second was first year. or second. Yeah. Like there are examples of guys coming in when the situation is set up to win uh, and and doing it. So I, you know, that doesn't shock me. Somebody in the chat said, I think it was Jay said. Monty is Ted Lasso, and Kevin is is Coach Beard, <laughs> which is an interesting way to look at it. So. Um, okay, so with what you shared, Espo, about what you heard from the players, and then this quote that you shared from Devin about the X's and O's, it makes me feel at least a little bit better with that information. Obviously, because all to your point, we have very limited information on Kevin Young, mm-hmm. but the information that we do have now from today's show I would, I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm not saying I'm fully on board with it, but I'm feeling better if the Suns do decide to go with Kevin Young because when we were talking before the show, I'm like, the two things that I would want to check the boxes are, do you know how to work with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on your team as far as like their offense and creating an offense around those two? So that's check number one. And then the check number two is, I don't need a coach who can motivate Devin Booker or Kevin Durant because those guys are self-starters. They motivate you don't they don't need motivation. They just wake up with motivation. But everybody else behind those two, I need a coach who can get on them and get them fired up and get them ready to go. And if what you're saying is true about Kevin Young being a little bit more fiery, then I think that kind of checks that box a little bit too because clearly with some of the guys who were on this team, more of the uh gentler approach the wisdom type of fathering kind of approach wasn't working as well maybe you do need somebody with a little bit more edge to you well and there's a lot of people that are concerned in terms of uh he hasn't been a head coach before that's not true he has been a head coach in the g league Mm -hmm. not which didn't he replace nick nurse he did with the iowa energy when he was the head coach there was also the head coach of the delaware 87ers just a bizarre name but uh yeah, so there he does have some uh, some head coaching experience. Plus the what was it two games this year that he filled in for Monty, and he so won both of them. Technically, he has been an NBA head coach interim, uh, you know, <laughs> filling in there. So, uh, so I'm not as concerned about that as as I could be if it was a guy. Literally, the Earl Watson situation was like, hey, he's kind of been an assistant for a few minutes. Same with Lindsey Hunter. It's not that. Yeah. yeah. I'm just all I'm saying right now is if Kevin Young is the guy, I will 100% be able to talk myself into Kevin Young being the right choice. 
I can talk myself into it. I'll tell you sometime next May or June. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not saying that, I, that. I'm not saying it's going to be correct. I'm just saying I can talk myself into it. I, That's I just all. again, I I just have so many questions about about the the first time head coaches. There's always so many questions about them. Like you just because a lot of people don't know what they're all about. They haven't seen them in action. They don't see them behind the scenes in practice, whereas where that's usually where they make all their money is is behind the scenes, like the motivational stuff, the 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 side talks with players or the advice to players that that tell you like, OK, this guy really knows what he's talking about. We don't get access to that kind of stuff. So I have a lot of questions about that. And then uh, the retreads. To me, those are easier to deal with because you've seen them in action. You've seen what they've done with the pieces that they've had. And some of them you're like, okay, maybe we can give it a shot. And some of them you're like, hell no, stay as far away from my franchise as humanly possible, Doc Rivers. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I – Doc Rivers agree. is going to get this coaching job and I'm going to be completely oh. fucked. Yeah, well, no, you've got the greatest Doc Rivers impersonation. So we'll You do. That's pretty <laughs> solid. <laughs> Just gotta get a win, you know. Just gotta get a win. So we'll be all right. Not Blake's fault. It's not Blake's fault. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, we'll continue this conversation here in just a little bit. But if you're looking for dinner tonight, Illegal Pete's is your place to Illegal go. Illegal Pete's. It's really great margaritas. I was out last night, and it was actually really nice to be out on a patio. So I've told you guys this before, but take advantage of patio season while you still Do can. You have a patio at your house. No, I, I'm saying when you're out on the patio oh, yeah, gotcha. at a bar or at a restaurant, like there's limited amount of days where you can be out on the patio. Patio season ended like three weeks ago for me. When, That's not when true. The last, last night was really nice. Last night was nice outside. So you can still find some good days to go out and sit on a patio. And Illegal Pete's has an elite patio. They also have full <laughs> menu, bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, a full bar. They've got some of the best margaritas you can get your hands on. And, of course, happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. So stop into either their Tucson or Tempe location for a house beer bucket for you and the whole crew. You get five pints for 15 bucks. You can soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and a crisp beer on the patio. Legal Pete's, it's your go-to place for burritos, buddies, and beer. And if you're sitting on the patio, make sure you bring your Shady Rays with you, too, because it might be cool outside, but that sun is bright, as bright as you know what. So make sure you get yourself... Some of the best eyewear that you can get your hands on from our friends over at Shady Rays. I don't know what, Lindsay. What is as, as, as bright as? Well, use your imagination. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're a creative guy. I think you can come it's up with something clever. It's as bright as Lindsay's smile on a trade machine oh, Tuesday. Oh, boy. <laughs> Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. If you go to ShadyRays.com. And use the code PHNX, you're going to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. They also have a really solid um, exchange and return program. So if you're a person who gets nervous about that when you're shopping online, Shady Rays is the best place to go because they'll hook you up left and right. Hey, Lindsay. I got some news for you. What? Illegal Pete's. Two of the guys stopped by today, mm -hmm. and they gave us some news that I think you'd be interested in. What is it? Are we allowed to share said news? I believe so. Okay. Oh, boy. I think it's out. We'll spit it out now. Okay, cool. Um, They're introducing a new flavor of margarita. Ooh. They're, they're bringing a spicy margarita made in-house. Oh, nice. It's called yeah. the Chelsea. Oh, even oh, better. That, that honestly would be really nice. They it should was. name it the Chelsea. <laughs> that would be pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, I feel like spicy margaritas would probably be super delightful. 
I had to, I got, I became allergic to booze before spicy margaritas became a thing. So I've never actually had a virgin had one. spicy like, so margarita. It's not the same though. So what, what happens exactly? Oh no, that's too TMI, yeah. sir. Is it? Yeah. Like, is it like to a little bit To share with the whole class? Is it a little bit of a headache or like scratchy throat? If no, that's she, it, then let's go ham. She, get, she gets go. super cranky. I'll have super an EpiPen. Cranky. I'll stab you in the chest. Let's go. Jeez. With an EpiPen, I said. It's all like. I said with an EpiPen. Yeah, Isn't that what you have heard, to do? No, it has to be in the chest, right? It's in the leg. Yeah, well, I want to do it in the chest. You're going to kill me. You're thinking of adrenaline in the chest. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, oh, my Thurman. Sounds like it's a booth. Like, I got you, Lindsay. If the booth doesn't kill you, I will. Don't worry. I got your back, girl. That's if she ODs on cocaine. You got to give her the adrenaline in the heart. My bad. Wrong pen. Man, I'm glad you told me that because, man. Imagine. Somebody's like, oh, he's allergic to shrimp. Get his epi pen and I just stabbed him in the chest. Oh my god. Like, oh, shit. Now he's I thought that's what you do. No, I'm like, no, with a leg, you asshole. You killed him anyway. You stabbed him in the heart. My bad. My bad. My, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, Lizzie. That's our fearless leader, right? Just stab us in the heart. I was, hey, whatever it is. Hey, I was willing to save your life by any means necessary. I didn't realize I was going to have to reach into your chest to fix your heart. He was like, listen, I'll send you to God real quick. <laughs> Say, man. Frank sent us a super chat. Said, who needs a patio? Just grab a Circle K Polar Pop. That's, That's right. not today, but you're absolutely right, Frank. Thanks, Mr. Kaminsky. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Okay. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Nick Nurse. Okay, because Nick it. Nurse has been a name that's been floated for a while now. Um, outside of Kevin Young, I feel like Nick Nurse, in my opinion, would be the top candidate. How do you guys feel about why or why not Nick Nurse will be the next Suns head coach? Would you like to go first? So I've talked a lot today. Um, Nick Nurse is okay. Again, I, I have I have concerns about what about what he would bring to the table and, and really his his tenure over there in Toronto and how it ended. Uh, a lot of bad things that you're hearing about his relationship with players and kind of wearing out his welcome, uh, kind of CP three ish, if you will. So I don't know. Also, fuck you, chat. I'll wear whatever goddamn pants I want to. We're well aware. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're not even tight. They're fucking baggy as shit. Look what no, you did, Emma. You brought up spicy margaritas, and then everybody got spicy. They were spicy from, like, years ago. <laughs> we all turned Chelsea. I can't help that I have big muscles Chelsea. in my legs. Chelsea. He's king calf over here, all right? I'm sorry. Zay says, I can see your whole calf muscle, Saul. Oh. Damn. Uh, Nick Nurse. That's what we were talking about, yes. right? I might need a uh, Nick Nurse if I have an EpiPen I. Oh, boy. I'm going to put on the tinfoil hat. Okay. You guys want to come for a little ride? Sure, why not? I don't think Nick Nurse will be the next head coach of the Phoenix Suns because he had some beef with Earl Watson. And I think we have a quote here from the Toronto Star. Nurse and Earl Watson were never going to pal around or hang out uh, away from the arena or the practice facility. It wasn't a huge issue, but it was a thing people around the game noticed. And then there was some other talk that he may not have uh, been campaigning for Nick Nurse's job and campaigning for him to get uh, axed uh, during the season, which <sighs> kind of may have done something similar with Jeff Hornacek. You go, okay, okay well, why does this matter? Hold on. To be fair, 
Show me a coaching staff that there's not somebody behind those scenes who's trying to leverage something to get a better job. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get Saul's job. I understand. But I'm just I'm saying, like, I do understand. <laughs> he had my job and he gave it up to me. <laughs> I do understand that it's not a good look and you don't want that type of stuff in your organization within your coaching rankings, of course, as little as of it as possible. But it happens all over the place, I get it. too. And if you do it when you're young, fine. You do it multiple times, it starts to become a pattern. I'm not making... This is not me passing judgment on Earl Watson. That Whatever happens, happens. But there was beef with Nick Nurse, right? And, and then, which brings me back to a couple years ago, Devin Booker to Chris B. Haynes said, Earl means everything to me. said, uh, I credit Earl for a lot. He was one of the early ones in M- in the NBA industry to believe in me to that extent. I think it started with him being my player development coach before he was a head coach. So he watched the work that he put in with me. He was on the court with me, sweating with me, putting in the work with me, and coincidentally happened to end up being my head coach. Devin Booker has a world of respect for Earl Watson. He, 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 so it sounds like in other comments, he still talks with Earl Watson. If Devin Booker is actually heavily involved in this coaching search, we saw what he said about Nick Nur, or excuse me, about Kevin Young. Again, I'm going to draw, connect some dots here. I think that, that this may be, eh, I'm not that big of a fan of Nick, Nick Nurse's. Okay. I, I'm not saying you're incorrect here. I think there is some something to what you're saying because obviously if you're you're if you're involved in any way shape or form of, around picking the new Suns head coach, you're going to reach out to your contacts across the league mm-hmm. who have connections to that person. You're going to gauge their opinion, but at the end of the day, you do have to formulate your own opinion. So I can and I can guarantee you at least from my opinion that if Nick Nurse came in and showed Devin in an interview or whatever, like, here is the plan. And Devin thought that plan would win them a championship. He would be able to look past whatever shenanigans happened between Nick Nurse and Earl Watson. Because even though he values that relationship with Earl Watson, if somebody is bringing something to the table that will directly impact his chances to win a championship, he's going to do that. No no denying that. But I also think when you put that in line with what we heard about locker room issues with some of the players by the end maybe it gives pause i like i said i think i think the deck may have been stacked in kevin young's favor throughout this but uh, we'll find out i i i don't necessarily agree uh because first of all devin booker is a much different player now than he was you know five years ago when totally. when when earl was here um i think the way earl has kind of gone about his career has been a little shady anyway like yeah he i mean he's literally pining for jobs that are not his behind the scenes. Um, and, and it's been kind of kind of knowledgeable about that. Like it's been public knowledge mm-hmm. that he was doing that. So that's not cool. Um, and, in, and in addition to that, like I, I do believe, you know, like I, I do agree with Lindsay in terms of Devin Booker taking a look at things for what they are and figuring out, okay, I mean, I've been friends with 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 guys that have had beef with other friends that I've had. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. I can separate those two, and that's fine. That's fine, and we move on. So I don't necessarily think that that this would be the 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 nail in the coffin coffin for Nick Nurse because for for everything Devin Booker loved about Earl Watson, um, Kevin Durant loves about Nick Nurse, and so and he's gone on record about that too. So. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily a, an end-all, be-all for this. I don't think it, it would be the nail in the coffin. I think it's one factor. And if you're leaning towards one guy in this search and Nick Nurse, 
who supposedly, according to Gamble, wasn't even in this at one point, whether you believe it or not. Uh, it, it could be a factor that makes you take pause. I don't know. It's just something I found interesting when I started diving into things about Nick Nurse, and that was an interesting for as For as adored as Earl Watson has been to some people, um, he he comes off to me because I, I was not behind the scenes. You guys were behind the scenes. You guys know uh, well, you were with Earl Watson, right? Or was it you? We both were. He, he was an we assistant when and you I was were there. there when they fired the interim, Hornacek right? and he took over. Okay, yeah. so, so you guys have more familiarity with Earl Watson. For me, I was an outsider that have not worked behind those walls, and I don't see Earl Watson. He comes across as toxic to me. And so so from for, for my point of view, he keeps coming up in these things as reasons why. And I'm like, mm, is is this really the guy, uh, the guy's uh, rep that I want to follow to try and make our my next decision as head coach? I don't know if it is. The irony is it was the polar opposite when he started there. You wouldn't have really – you didn't really get that. He seemed like a motivator. <clears throat> All these quotes – People were excited about being around him at the beginning. Now, when you get to the end and you look at it and you go, okay, yeah, I see a lot of this. There's there's drama. But you also have to think about the things that were happening behind closed doors as well. Because mm -hmm. if you really look at the timeline as a whole, if that's how he was in the beginning, what was that thing that happened behind the scenes that made that flip switch? Mm -hmm. Switch flip. Either way. Yes. Uh, yeah. What did I say? Flip, switch flip, flip. flip. You said flip switch. Well, Look, you know what I meant. I think you and I'm I just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think Earl was the right head coach for the Suns in the no. moment that he was the head coach for mm -hmm. the Suns. But I don't think that you could also, unless you know who Earl Watson is and, and were a part of that space, more than you and I were even, mm -hmm. I don't think you could definitively say Earl Watson was this, this, or that. Two things. He was the right coach for Devin Booker he was, at the right yes, time. Exactly. And I think we both can attest to this. When you were in that environment with the disgraced former owner, dude, it became a backbite. Even the best of us yes. could could fall into the trap of backbiting and trying to figure out a way to stay because employed was, or move on. It up. was do or die. It, it was. was eat or get eaten. Is there, is there something you want to confess today? Oh, yeah, I got all sorts of people fired just because they want to move up the ladder. <laughs> you know, I was just like, screw these people. It's time to, time for them to move on so I can move up, you know? Oh, my goodness gracious. Cesar said, at some point, if you're always surrounded by dysfunction, the problem may not be everyone else. Um, I can't speak to anywhere outside of the Suns, but I feel like at that point in time, when Earl Watson was the head coach of the Suns, there was a lot of dysfunction mm -hmm. on so many different levels there. Um, so again, I just feel like you got to kind of like take what that situation was with a grain of salt, knowing that so much shit was happening behind the scenes. And, and I'm just calling it what it is. Yeah. And my, my only point was Devin Booker has a strong relationship with Earl Watson. Yeah. Just like Ishbia with Isaiah Thomas. So there's sometimes influence there with people. Yeah. So, all right. If you are watching this from your living room or your home and you are in the mood to spice things up now that it's summertime, you don't want to be outside as much. You want to be inside where it's nice and cool. Yeah, Maybe you need going. a new couch. You should go out and buy some Maybe more you need furniture. a new dining table. <laughs> Maybe you need a new buffet or a TV stand. Whatever it is you're looking for, more furniture has you covered. 
a buffet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the it's the yeah. People do buffets. What is a buffet? It's the the table the skinny table that goes up against a wall and right. Yeah, it's got the little tin yeah, drawers. Yeah, drawers. Yeah, yeah but yay big. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Like a bar buffet. Okay. Isn't that literally just a bar cart? No. No. The fuck do you put on it? Trinkets. Trinkets, pictures, lights, lamps. You can hang your TV lamps. above it. Emma, sweet. <laughs> we'll, re- we'll return to this we'll, conversation at we'll, a later time. We'll teach you how to adult later, all right? <laughs> you that's ain't got to worry about it right now. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to worry about that, it. That's our next show. PHNX <laughs> helps Emma adult. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R-Furniture.com. Uh, also, our friends over at Four Peaks, make sure you are following them on social to stay in the know with everything that's going on with Arizona's hometown brewery. They've got Four Peaks, four seats going on right now, which means one lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. The tickets also come with D-Bucks, so you can grab some food and an ice-cold wow we or hop not. To enter, just go to at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram and check the link in their bio. And once you're there, you're going to have to navigate around on their website to find that page a little bit but again make sure you're following them at four peaks brew or at four peaks pub and you do have to be 21 years or older to drink four peaks and we ask that you drink responsibly so one name that was at the top of the list initially after the Suns had let go of monty williams and started their head coaching search was of course ty Lu. now we know that it wasn't a likely possibility because he's still under contract with the Clippers, but it was one of the first names that was reported. And we haven't heard about him in a hot minute. He was not included in any of this reporting update, the coaching update reports. What are you guys giggling at? Gilbert says, Gilbert Raspberry Buffet. It's like it's beret. <laughs> the kind you find at a more furniture store. Anyways. That one's over my head, too. Sorry. <laughs> it's Prince. I don't know that one. Raspberry Beret? I don't think so. Oh, damn, homie. I know Jeez. Prince, but that particular song. How do I song, know that and you don't? I don't know. That song is not on my radar. I, Sorry. Get sorry. Culture. Anyway, back to Ty Lu. We didn't hear a whole lot from him, but we got something from Stephen A. today on him. Here you go. They would love to get their hands on Ty Lue, but he still has a year to go on his contract. From what I'm hearing out here in L.A., the Clippers probably wouldn't mind him being gone, but Ty Ty Lue wouldn't mind being gone. They're just not ready to make that move right now. It's anticipated that they'll make it after this upcoming season. Sorry. So, yeah. (laughs) Lord have mercy. (laughs) That was a real quick cut, Emma. Anyway, Ty Lue. The situation seems to be unclear as far as what's going on with him and the Clippers. But it seems weird. The one thing that I will say from this is that it's like, so you both are like open to parting ways, but like later on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why not just let him go now? They're staying together for the kids. I mean. (laughs) That's basically what it is. PG and Kawhi are here for one more year. Let's just keep it together until they leave. And then we can then we can separate. We'll spread. We'll split things up. All right. I, that that or they're like the hell you're going to the Suns. We're holding on to you until at least they sign a new coach. Yeah, See, and that just feels messed up. Like <laughs> oh, there's it's... so many big coaching positions open, and the Clippers are like, nah, we gonna keep you for one more year so that next year you're in a harder position. That's yeah. petty. That is very petty. Yes. That's super petty, though. <laughs> Lindsay's, Lindsay's like she's never been in the adult world with that too. Like 
People are petty. Shit gets petty I when you know, you're... but my goodness, like how petty are we gonna be here? If you told me tomorrow you want to go over to Arizona Sports, I'd be going, not compete clause, all right? People do that shit. That's the way it happens. No, I'd let her go. <laughs> so I was like, get the <laughs> I let her go and then I call them and be like, dude, you're gonna have this, 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 this. <laughs> wow. I'd make I'd make shit up wow. like oh. She doesn't know Princess <laughs> Raspberry Beret. I mean, I mean come on. Yeah. Wow. She, she lived Prince. in Sierra Vista. What? I mean yeah. that's that's just evil. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But I'm telling it to your face so you'll know I'm backstabbing you. That's evil. <laughs> hey, no, that's front stabbing her with the EpiPen. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At least Espo's being like, Espo's being petty. You're just being evil. I, I'm telling you right now, it's the quiet Damn. ones you got to worry about. I don't know, man. I, I shanked a lot of people at the Suns. Don't oh forget. Oh, my God. No, I do. I just didn't know that one song. Oh, they, didn't, they, didn't have, so they didn't have Raspberry Beret in Sierra Vista. Listen, y'all. They didn't have radio in Sierra Vista. <laughs> they only had one radio station. <laughs> I'm not even freaking was, kidding. It was some old dude in the backyard. one radio station, and oh, yeah. sometimes you could get one Tucson radio station. <laughs> Give me a break, you oh, guys. Man. And Triple B is right. If I heard the song, I would likely recognize it. There's a good possibility. Anyway, we're going to leave before we throw any more shade at each other today. <laughs> it wasn't shade. And ruin is it shade if you say it to their face? Well, I don't think it is. Well, I don't think I want to know what you're all about anymore, Saul. I think I would rather keep this relationship surface level Lindsay, so that I don't Lindsay, get let me hurt. just be the first to say that I don't ever want to lose you. You'll be fine. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Lindsay brought a spoon to an EpiPen fight today. She, she did. So. I did. I was not prepared. She was not ready. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. with another show. Until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore bookman. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. You know, if it was she wore a raspberry beanie, you damn well know Lindsay would know this song. Probably. Ahoy hoy. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsay Gerald Espo. Saul passed the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always rep the family. 